So I wonder if this pop filter that I uh, spent a princely sum of $5 on, on eBay um, actually makes a difference to the way this, this podcast pop, will sound. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. All right. I don't think we were popping that much before, actually. No. I think we, we kind of have... Um... Oh, we were popping. We were popping off, baby. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> Uh, hip hop hooray is that a thing <laughs> I don't know I don't know what this podcast is anymore and I feel like I'm going to cry hello Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode two of Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by the disgraced former Prime President of Australia, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Man, you'd think that just because you go to the bathroom in Parliament House near the flag, you're disgraced. I mean, come on, we're Australian. And there were no bathrooms nearby. And the media was there. And it was a press conference. You did do number twos, though, which is... <laughs> I think it's... this is the first time that I'm disgusted with you during the opening. Now I'm the disgusting one. Everyone's... You do have a baby, and that, that tends to... Yeah. ...to datify your sense of humour. You know, it has made my sense of humour a lot sillier... Uh, and a lot more gross. The gross out humor is now my thing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I just. I'm very Victorian. Uh, mm. The era, not the state, in terms of that <laughs> bodily function sense of humor. So I don't usually. Mm. I don't usually make those sorts of jokes. But uh, I, yeah. I say you went too far. Too far, sir. <laughs> I think you went too far when you did a crap next to the flag. <laughs> the people will be the judge of that. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, they were. I was disgraced. Yes, and, I, and I'm no longer the prime president of Australia. And you will be pilloried next week. <laughs> So turn up to that. Tied and feathered. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, sorry, I got it wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, so welcome to episode two, I guess. <laughs> off off on a tangent already. <laughs> yeah, this is... We, tangents, this is what we do. It's all we do. Uh, this is the second episode, yeah. and our featured game this week is going to be the amazing, the incredible... California Games. You changed your mind, you bastard. <laughs> you didn't tell me we were going to do that. I hate that game. I hate it. You hear me? California Games is a great game. All right, well, I suppose we'd better get right into um, featured game. I guess so, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, fine, you big baby. We'll do California Games, which I do believe was made by Epics in 1987. Yeah, that's right, Epics. Um, they got pretty popular making sports games like Summer Games and Winter Games, which were kind of Olympics-themed games. I think I have some of those, yeah, I've played yeah, those. and they all featured this kind of like rhythm-based or timing-based sort of gameplay, like you have to hammer like A and B or 1 and 2. Or and, up and down. Yeah, and, and, and in sort of a timed sequence to make the man do the thing jump over the hurdle or throw the javelin or whatever but it's kind of like rhythm games but without the music yeah. or the rhythm yeah it's like a <laughs> very like a less fun version of rhythm heaven or something but, but they are sports games and yeah. a lot of early sports games especially singular events were kind of like that, that yeah that, you know didn't require a lot of strategy like football or yeah it's like a button mashing kind of thing almost there's a bit of skill um, there's actually quite sport. a bit of skill and it's yeah. not as intuitive as you'd think yeah but California games were 
was kind of the um, was the breakout success yeah, for Epic. I think it was. Yeah, I mean, Cal- sorry, Summer Games and Winter Games were both um, quite popular, hmm. but California Games uh, really took off and super because popular. It was game. unique, you know. Yeah. It, the California Games they had a lot of unique, you know, edgy sports like uh, skateboarding, BMX, BM- yeah, uh, surfing. Yeah, the edgiest game of all, roller skating. <laughs> and, uh, of course, don't forget frisbee. Who can forget frisbee? That's right. Yeah. So it came out originally on the uh, the Apple. Two and the Commodore sixty four. Now I've played the C sixty four version. I oh, have. Uh, yeah, yeah, years ago. It um, is it the is it the best version? No. Okay. Okay. Because it did come out on pretty much everything else as well. It uh, did. It came out on a lot, a yeah. lot of things. I actually have three different versions in my collection. Mm-hmm. I have one for the Atari Lynx, the handheld. Mm-hmm. I have one for the NES, and I have a version which in my mind is the definitive version which is for the Sega Master System mm. and I think that is the best version mostly because of the colour palette yeah it looks really bright and colourful um, and you know it has I mean I, what I've heard is that different versions have different numbers of events and that probably comes down to I don't know how powerful the, the console that, that you're running the game on is uh, but uh uh, you know, there's six events on the Master System version, and they're all really like nice-looking games. The pixel art's pretty good. The, uh, the sound little, is good. There's Easter eggs in there as well. Yeah. There's kind of little things that happen during some of the events, yeah. which makes it kind of special. The backgrounds, stuff happens in the backgrounds is kind of fun. So, like on the on the halfpipe event, the skateboarding event, um, you might be blessed to witness uh, an, an earthquake. Yeah, it turns out you're standing right on the uh, San Andreas Fault. Yeah, <laughs> and the Hollywood signs in the background and the L in the Hollywood sign collapses due to the, the earthquake. So it's like so, Hollywood. So that that's good fun. A little uh, natural disaster there for you. <laughs> uh, so we played this game today. Yeah, we did. We played all six events. Yeah, and you can, you can check out the video of us playing that on our website www.gamelifebalanceaustralia.com or on our YouTube channel uh, which is also called youtube.com slash gamelifebalanceaustralia you, you got to get the plug in there yeah so <laughs> good, good, good plug if you have no idea what this game is uh, you may want to go check out that video first so that you understand what the heck we're talking about I mean when you get right down to it it's a bunch of mini games really. yeah like, like yep. singular events uh, and as I said before they're not always intuitive no not in the same way we think of it today now I do have the boxed version of this game but I didn't have the manual so we kind of had uh, to look up online about kind of how to play some of these games yeah so we'll, we'll go through Yep, okay. So uh, and we'll say who won each won each event. Yeah, sure. So the first event, if I recall correctly, was mm. the half pipe. It was the half pipe, yeah. Uh so I won that pretty handily. Uh Yes you did. So I went first, Rob went second. Mm-hmm. Uh Rob was able to cheat because he learned all of my mad skills before before it was his go. I should say that I did kind of benefit from being the second player because I'd watch Andrew stuff up and yeah. then kind of learn from his mistakes and then I'd, I'd generally yeah. do better than Stuffing him. Stuffing up is my mad skills. <laughs> yeah, that's what he means by mad skills with a Z uh, at the end. Uh, yeah, so that's a fun little game. It's not intuitive though because you need to push down and then up and down and up as you kind of going up and down the half yeah, pipe. Yeah, you build up momentum yeah. using down and up and then you press left and right to do Which little turns. After uh, you say it, it sounds intuitive, but when you're playing, it's not intuitive at all. At all no, whatsoever. because there's no feedback uh, as to whether you're doing it right or not. Well, the feedback is that the guy will do a trick if you're doing it right. Yeah. But if you're doing it wrong, there's nothing to tell you what yeah. you've done wrong. What? what you, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, how are you meant to kind of go back and forth? And mm. how you... Like, if you, you've got to press left at the right time. If you go too far up, it says, did not turn. You go, well, I was trying to turn. What happened? Yeah, it's a little frustrating. I, I think, generally speaking, this is one of those games where you need the manual or you need to have 
uh, played the game a lot to get good at the game. Um, because just picking it up after, like, you know, God, 20 years <laughs> um, and trying to play it, it, it didn't work out well, particularly. No, uh, but that's that was kind of one of the funnier things about it. Yeah. Now, um, what was the next? It was it was uh, Footbag. Yeah, that's right. Footbag was the second ha- event. Hacky, we keep calling it Hacky Sack. Yeah, I don't know, in Australia. called Footbag. Do, do Americans call I think it's Hacky Sack. I'm pretty sure it's called Hacky Sack. I always knew it was Hacky Sack. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, stoned hippies played at the front of your high school. Um, this was obviously in, uh, in San Francisco. Because you can see the Golden Gate Bridge yeah, in the can. background. Yeah, and there's a little boat. I mean, yeah. the, the pixel art's great. There's a little it, boat that sort of like sails back and forth in the background in the, now, in the San Francisco Bay. Uh, you can kind... The idea here is to build up a momentum with the with the bag. You want combos, with basically. The foot bag. Um, yeah. And yeah. the problem is that he spins, he jumps, he turns around. There is stuff he can do. But you need the most accurate button presses. And mm. even then, even on NTSC... There was a delay. Yeah, we were playing it on NTSC. I should mention, Andrew has a, a modded master system that can play games in both PAL or NTSC. Yeah, somewhat uh, not. It, I had to mod it because PAL is really slow. Yeah, we live in a PAL region, i.e. the third world. 50 um, hertz rather than 60 hertz is what yeah, you're looking at. It there. makes a big difference in gameplay, actually. Uh, so, anyway. Um, yeah, the timing on Footbag is is very dastardly. And if uh, if you know how it works, I'd imagine you'd get pretty good at it. But once mm. again, Rob won that event. Next yeah. event was oh god, uh, was it surfing? Wasn't was it, it? Surfing? it? Was surfing? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's 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 good fun. Yeah, we were both pretty decent at surfing. Yeah, I only only won by like 0. 0.4. 0. 0.4. Mm. Um, that's a weird game because you don't actually get to see your score until you've finished surfing and then this uh, little group of cool Californian dudes and dudettes <laughs> hold up uh, signs with, you know... Scorecards. Score. Yeah, it's very it's very similar to, like, you know... Like, ice skating. Yes, ice skating. Yes, except, <laughs> except way cooler because <laughs> surfing is, is yeah. rad and bodacious and cowabunga. And gnarly. Don't forget gnarly. Is gnarly good? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought gnarly is was bodacious bad... good? Uh, maybe. <laughs> When we were born in the 80s. It's been a while. Yeah. Radical is no longer a good thing. If you're like, whoa, man, you're radical. That, that, that's not a good thing That means anymore. you're like a political extremist or something. Yeah, basically, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was both fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, Surfing's one of the most fun events in, in, in California And games. then occasionally you'll get a dolphin that'll come across. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That's right. I think if you stuff up particularly badly, you'll get a shark. And it makes the Jaws music. Yeah. Which I'm sure they didn't pay money to... <laughs> I'm not, it's probably not an accurate representation of the Jaws I'm music. I'm pretty sure it's it goes like reminiscent. Dirt. Don't, don't sort of thing um, and you know oh god my guy's being horribly so, eaten by a shark <laughs> once <laughs> again funny. Rob won that event yeah and then I think it was uh, roller skating yes roller skating um, which is the most well look it's the it's the most annoying game to play I think in, in, in California games because because once again it's an up down rhythm because yeah. you go left right left you right left right you have to basically right, match up and up, down, down, up down up down it's a, it's a side scrolling thing you're on a footpath uh, you're a lady you have to get up and down in, in rhythm to make the lady move along and uh, everything on the footpath kills you well it kills you it makes you fall over yeah. and, and, have and to start if you again. fall over three times I mean everything like a little crumpled up piece of paper an ice cream cone an ice cream cone a um, crack in the sidewalk yeah even like grass growing a stiff breeze in, in between the <laughs> pavers will result in you like falling face forward face planting on the concrete and uh, and you have to start over again and it's it's incredibly difficult to to avoid all it, it reminds me of like those really early platformers where you just had to avoid like everything in the world is trying to kill you that's really how it felt to me yeah Yeah. and now something stuffed up because usually it tells you when you swap over to the other plane (laughs) this time it didn't it just went from AC Rob and I didn't know that I'd 
stuffed up. Andrew was playing for me. Uh, and Rob still won. Yes. So basically, I beat myself, and thus Rob got the victory. <laughs> Rob didn't even play that game at all. Yeah. And the less said about that, the better. Yeah. What was so, the next event? Uh, the next event was. Uh, oh God, sorry, I'm so bad at remembering things. It was. Um, it was BMX. <laughs> yeah. Now BMX was one of my favorites as a kid. Mm. I think. And we actually did pretty well at that. I, th- yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. After after you get you, because you kind of got to tap two. Yeah. You have to mash, but the two button to pedal which is like completely different from everything else you've done up until this point yeah everything else was sort of like deep pad down, down and then yeah yeah but this you mash two and you hit button one to do a jump a yeah. sick jump and then you can kind of do a flip and then you can like kind of do a tail bend and all this yeah kind of cool stuff and then after you figure out what to do mm-hmm. like and Rob figured out all my mistakes pretty quickly <laughs> so Rob won that event again again I think this was by default mm. but yeah I was doing some sweet 360 no scopes with the BMX <laughs> and, uh, yeah it was it, that was fine the BMX is probably my favourite I'd say like if you get good at that that yeah. would be my favourite as well you can actually get to the end in that you can actually get to the finish line in yeah. BMX if you're sufficiently skilled um, and that, that feels although like a lot too. of it is repeating over and over again yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the last event was Frisbee yeah I now, think it was called Frisbee... like Flying Disc or something stupid like yeah. that yeah Maybe they couldn't, like, maybe Frisbee is like a frisbee trademark. Is actually copyright. Yeah, so they couldn't use the term Frisbee. I wonder where the Hacky Sack is trademarked too, and that's why it's yeah, called maybe. Footbag or something. I don't know, maybe it was called Footbag back then, and now it's called Hacky Sack. Who, who, who knows? The mysteries of Hacky Sack. Yeah. <laughs> this is, let's, let's just say that that's what I call the twins downstairs. <laughs> I'll hack your sack. <laughs> uh, you'll never find its USB port. Oh, dear. Um, so, yes, Flying Disc is... is it's really difficult to get right because you're not just throwing the disc and seeing how far you can throw it like in a discus event you're actually got a, you've actually got a partner that you're supposed to make catch the disc and that proves to be very challenging because you have you have to get the disc pixel perfect lined up with your partner's hands yeah and and you can make them dive but diving is actually more tricky it than actually makes it harder yeah, yeah. so yeah. if you know basically if you miss it the last thing you can do as desperation move is dive after it and yeah. see if you can get it now it's kind of like golf you go up to speed and then you go angle so you yeah. go back and then it's you got go a little, it's and got a little it's slider deep thing yeah. like yeah it's very very familiar to, to golf to golf games in mm. that regard with a little bouncy lion thing uh, so I won that event, thus making me the winner overall. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, that's right. I only won one event and only by forty points. I think out of like it was like two thousand forty to two thousand. Still, you know, I think I think you should be proud of that because that is a difficult. It's probably the most difficult event. Yeah, I mean, after you after you get the machinations of it, mm. machinations, machinations, macarena, macarena. Yeah, yeah. yeah after you get the macarena of it, it's yeah. it's not. It's kind of it's kind of like the macarena. You've, you're, you know, putting your arms up, down, and then... Yep. So I, I can't remember the Macarena either. Uh, so <laughs> I was I about to describe the hokey pokey, okay? Yeah, that's right. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. That's something else entirely. We've just done three different dances. <laughs> All right, so uh, Rob did win. He got five out of six. I won one out of six. Uh-huh. It was a bit of fun. Uh, I reckon that if we both had a bit of time to practice... Yeah, it might be more, much more even. So we, we may revisit that in our own time and... Uh, and uh, make it a bit more interesting. The video is going to be up on the website. Check it out if you want. You don't yeah. have to. Uh, but the main question here, Robbie, is... Mm. Should the lovely people at home... Mm-hmm. Or on the bus. <laughs> or in the bath. <laughs> if you're or on the job. If you're listening to this in the bath, then... <laughs> good on you, man. You you rock, basically. Or lady. Good on you, You lady. know how to live. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Only, only men are allowed to be congratulated. <laughs> God. All right, so should they play it today? Is this worth v- revisiting? 
You know as what? a game in 2016. The thing is, so to start with, yeah. when we started playing it, mm-hmm. I thought, God no, this is this is really dated, and no one in their right minds would want to play this. But by the end, I actually had a lot of fun, and I, you know what? I think it's probably 50% nostalgia, yeah, um, or maybe even more. But I, I really had fun with it. It's it's something that you have to have some familiarity with to enjoy. So would I recommend it to someone who'd never played it before? Probably not. But if you did play it in the past, and a lot of us did, it was a very popular game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, you know what? It was ported to everything. So If, I... you, if you're a retro gamer and you see it in a secondhand shop or something, pick it up because I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But otherwise, something to be aware of, but not something that you need to check out, really. Yeah, basically, my opinion is that there is a lot of nostalgia attached to this yeah. game. and It is very I... 80s in a way that's kind of fun. You know, yeah. like, it's very... it's It just feels so damn 80s, you know, with the, the music, the surfer rock kind of chip tunes and the you will get the music stuck in your head the everyone's wearing a really sunglasses good feature and stuff. of this game yeah, yeah yeah it's it's got a cool vibe um but i would say look you don't if you have nostalgia for this check mm. it out and you might get over that nostalgia pretty quickly <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with this game maybe not bother maybe it's not even a video second, and second you know, yeah second yeah. hand store you don't even need to bother that because you can get it on the um you know five dollars in a second hand store i say go for it you know any what? more than that don't bother apparently it's available on the virtual console as well so I'm if you're in a Wii or yeah. a 3DS then you if you want you can check it out that yeah. way too I suppose so yeah I mean you know it, it's a fun game and it is a more importantly it's a fun competition two player game yeah definitely don't play the single player it's nowhere near as fun yeah if you've got a bunch of friends and you're feeling nostalgic you can play this game but other than that I don't know I, I don't think it's worth it but that's just uh, me yeah I think you're right yeah. okay alright all right. that was California Games yeah alright well why don't we move on to our Beloved Game Life Talk segment. It is beloved. Okay, Rob, I know you've been busy, and I also know that you haven't been busy playing games. No. You should be ashamed of yourself. I I know. I'm I'm letting the side down. I'm terribly sorry. Um, I have... Look, I I finished playing Unravel, and, uh, you know, I've I've written uh, my review Mm -hmm. of Unravel, so you can check that out. On our website, www.gamelifebalanceaustralia.com. <laughs> I like how um, you say it every time. But uh, I, I got to say though, I have read the review. Mm-hmm. It is very well written. Thank you. So I Thank think you. I don't usually compliment people much, especially you. Yes, you bastard. It's very rare. But yeah, the, the the review is is very much worth reading. Cool. Thank you. And the article probably goes on longer than the game does. <laughs> it's very wordy. Uh, look, it's it's a game that gave me a lot of feels. You know, it yeah. made me feel things. So I wanted to express that in in the review, and uh, probably pushed the word count out a bit. But uh, I did. I did feel very strongly about it. it. It's a really fun game, but it's also a game that is unusually good at um, provoking emotions in the player. So, uh, look, the review will tell you how I felt about the game better than I ever could uh, in, in a podcast. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So, um, Was the ending what you thought it would be? Did it, give, did it surprise you at all? You know, it had a little... Look, without wanting to spoil... The uh, the last level of the game was a really nice surprise, yeah. and was a great way to end the game. A very joyous uh, way to end the game. So uh, yeah, the, I really I really thought the ending was 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 perfect. Landed really well, and left me feeling that I'd experienced something 
rare and and beautiful. So oh, that's yeah, good. yeah, really good game. Turns um, out that, that that men do have more than two emotions. That's right, know, but more than horny and sleepy. <laughs> Look, I'm an emotional wreck, so I'm probably not the best representative <laughs> of, of male emotional spectrum. But I, I, yes, I'm one of those guys that feels stuff a lot, and uh, this game made me feel stuff a lot, even more a lot. So, so was there some sort of completionist bonus? Like, can you go back and do more levels yeah. and like get more done and look there like are little hidden items and stuff like that there's five secrets per level yeah uh, and i found most of them and some of them i i i saw them but i couldn't figure out how to collect them they're just little collectibles in, in the oh, yeah. world little sort of woven objects to pick up uh, but for the sake of finishing the game for review purposes i just moved on if i couldn't get it within like 10 15 minutes you oh, know? yeah no fair enough um so, so yeah there are there is replay value there but I don't know if I'd really want to go back. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Because it was one of those things that... Almost like a movie. Once you've sort of gone through the story and felt those feelings and, and done those things, you sort of think, well, you know what? I'm pretty satisfied with that. It's time to move on to something else. So, Do you think that uh, the collectibles you got throughout, the, even mm. if they were a limited number, did they help you get a better ending at the end? Or was the ending set in stone the way it was? I don't know. I don't know, but I suspect that the ending is set in stone. And I suspect those collectibles are just there for completionists to oh, yeah. to, to strive after. And if, you, if getting trophies... On PSN or, or um, you know Steam achievements or whatever it is that you're, uh, if, if that's your cup of tea, if, if mm-hmm. that if that toots your horn, then uh, I can't think of any more you know <laughs> homespun t- terms <laughs> terms of phrase there. But um, yeah, that, then you can do that. But I, I didn't feel the need to do. It that. It does look very beautiful. I got to yeah. say, like even if it's not my sort of game, mm-hmm. I can really look at that and say, yeah, yeah it's, it's got an interesting mechanic, like the fact that he slowly, slowly unravels himself over the, yeah. the length of the level and it does look very pretty look there are other games that have similar mechanics so I'm not going to say that the mechanics are unique but they were fun they added some quirky sort of puzzle elements to a game that otherwise is a pretty straightforward platformer uh, so uh, yeah nice. like, lots of offer not a hard game but definitely a fun game and a rewarding game to play so uh, that took me about eight hours. Uh, so if you imagine over the last two weeks, if I've played about eight hours of games, I've been doing a lot of other stuff, really. So. Yeah, and you're house ho now, aren't you, really? That's right. I am um, I, I am a house ho. <laughs> I Forward ho, you know, to go places. Sorry, I just couldn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I know, you're, you're a ho as well. <laughs> you know, a total ho. <laughs> I knew uh, him. <laughs> so I, I am in the very late stages of buying a house. That should all be completed next week. Um, I'm recording, we're recording this on the weekend. This will go up on Tuesday, and that means that a couple of days after you're hearing this, I will be living in my new home. We have internet straight away. Have you Have you already lined all that up? So as I soon have, as you get in there, it's like click, click, I have click. tried to pull the strings so that by the time the next weekend rolls around, we will be able to, uh, you know, surf the webs and do the Google and watch the Netflix and all those and good things. And the memes. Don't forget the yes, memes. Yes, I, I love my grumpy cat or whatever the heck <laughs> I almost swore I didn't swear grumpy cat evokes a feeling of making me want to swear but uh, yes uh, so the internet has been more or less lined up and that's good yeah look we're on the NBN which um, for our national, non- national broadband network mm-hmm. um, we've bought a house that's deliberately within that area uh, so we're going to get some good 100 megabits per second downloads love those bits uh, which for Australia is is amazing for the rest of the world probably about right kind of crappy <laughs> kind of crappy yeah. I used to live in Japan and yeah. I could do anything I wanted at any time of day or night even with the fact that I had a very crappy computer mm. uh, it was kind of frustrating to come back to Australia I gotta say yeah. and I'm on the NBN now mm. my upload speeds are 
phenomenal, but my download speeds still a bit to be desired yeah maybe it depends on where you are because yeah. we're a couple suburbs over and we're on the NBN now downloads are amazing mm. but uh, look I'm, I'm maybe I'm just being picky I don't know yeah maybe, you, maybe you're demanding too much you're asking too much of Australia's mm-hmm. internet <laughs> Australia's internet is by world standards pretty lousy um, so and it, yeah and it's getting lousier like the way yeah. that the uh, NBN is being rolled out it's it's not going to get better it's going to yeah. get no, much no, no, worse no no no, no, no. <laughs> we love the new NBN that our government is give putting out all all decisions by all governments are great at all times i think that covered everything didn't it that, yeah i think except probably for the nazi government in germany in 1939 and 45 <laughs> probably not the best government i'm just i'm gonna say i give a controversial opinion yeah here that hitler guy i don't know <laughs> it's a bit dodgy i don't know i mean i don't, don't want to like rock anyone's boat but i think he may you know we should just stay away from politics because we keep painting ourselves into this damn corner of like going this government is totally Awesome! We love all governments. You know, it's it's funny here listening to the the recent Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the. They Game pointed Life this out. They pointed out that we can't say anything. Yeah, the the reality is, look, we don't live in a totalitarian state where people can't voice their opinions on politics. It's just that we have a strict code of conduct as government employees, which means we have to. Uh, be unbiased and and basically yeah uh, we don't talk we never talk about our jobs on the we, podcast you know, there's we, no point Andrew and I are, are very political but we just it's it's a risky thing for us to use p- uh, platforms like podcasts YouTube channels etc to voice political opinions because there may be an impression that we I don't know are political subversives trying to bring the system down from the inside or something like that so um, yes trust me yeah. with my job there's no way I could do that anyway but yeah. so look don't worry Australia is not um, some kind of oppressed land of dark and we wouldn't we, I don't want to I would never get political on a podcast no. regardless of my job because that's not why you're here and I don't like hoisting my opinions on I mean, someone else that's cool if you want to get political in your podcast oh yeah that's, that's we're, fine we're, we're just not that type of people silly let's talk about farts and sonic the hedgehog and the two combining <laughs> he does fight maybe that's what gives him his speed do you know what would be great like just a match behind you goes okay <laughs> I'm going to pitch a game to you right now alright right. Okay, so the think. game is okay so it's Sonic the Hedgehog yep I think that might already be copyrighted <laughs> so okay this is Hedgehog right okay is he blue he's, yes how did you know oh, he's, yeah. he's called Sonic and he runs <laughs> okay. really fast once again copyright he runs really really fast okay especially when he gets shiny red shoes but mm-hmm. he also farts if you press the C button on your Mega Drive. This sounds like the kind of thing that would appear on my Android uh, app store <laughs> and then no one would ever purchase ever. <laughs> press the C button to fart. <laughs> uh, basically what I'm saying is we need to get the fart mechanic from Abe's Odyssey and put that in pretty much every game ever. <laughs> every game needs farting. I have Abe's Odyssey. What? <laughs> pretty much, you name a game, the chances are I've got it. I've got that for PS1, actually. And i got to say, I remember that game being a lot faster. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's kind of like got this um, Prince of Persia-esque kind of movement yeah, in know, a way. You're right. That is, that's a really good analogy. It is a lot like Prince of Persia, except uh, you're a green guy with the mouth sewn up and you and fart. You, you, when you're a kid, you think that it moves faster. When you go back as an adult, you think this doesn't... Like no. I mean, I know it was slow, but it's, it's so like mind-bendingly slow. It ain't much of a platformer. It is, it's an adventure game, yeah. sort of a puzzly adventure gamey kind of weird thing. It's cool. I mean, I, I mean, I have a lot of fond memories of Abe's Odyssey, but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not an action game. No, action no. is not the right word you would use to describe no. that. But it is a game where you can press a button to fight. So <laughs> therefore, tri- uh, A plus. Ten with the farting. Ten out of ten. One of those podcasts. Game of the year. 
Have you been doing anything else in your life other than... No, just preparing to move into our house. Oh, God, I can't wait to move into this new house. We're li- I'm living with my in-laws right now, which, look, um, <laughs> don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna like email them this, this podcast. <laughs> they know. I mean, they, they've even said, they've even said to me words to the effect, "I bet you can't wait to be in your own place." <laughs> and I've sort of smiled and said, "Haha, yeah," but not really been. I've been too timid to say like, "Goddamn right." <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be great to have everyone. I think place. they're self-aware enough that um, yeah. you know they. You, you guys want your space? Yeah, we you definitely need your space, do. Mm. You know, especially with a little baby, because right now, let me give you an insight into our, my life. Um, and then I'll let you talk. Uh, what happens every night is this. It's about seven o'clock. I take my baby uh, to the bathroom, give her a bath, put her in her pajamas, put her in a little sleeping bag, pop her to bed. Normally, she takes a while to get to sleep. Yeah. Once she's asleep, we sit in a darkened room whispering to each other until it gets so late that we fall asleep. We can't watch TV. We can't play video games. We can't do anything because we're basically sequestered into this one room. It's like living in a bedsit is basically how we live. Because yeah. my my father-in-law t- pretty much takes over the living room in the evenings and plays Which video games. Which is fair games. enough. I mean, and he plays house. video games and he, he plays Xbox games all night long. I sit in a darkened room and whisper to my wife, <laughs> afraid of the slightest bump of furniture that my baby might wake up. It's not a great life. <laughs> so we're really looking forward to having our own place so that I can, you know, do things at night and have a life again and yeah. stuff. So um, very much looking forward to that. So Yeah, it'll be really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I- I'd offer to help you move, but Rob, mm-hmm. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate your honesty there. And, uh, <laughs> no. I-, I wouldn't want to help you move either, buddy. <laughs> you didn't help me move. No, I didn't. I, I specifically remember you not helping me move. I actually set up roadblocks on the path of the removalist truck and... <laughs> Let, out, let, let, let the air out of the tires and put sugar in the gas tank and stuff. <laughs> I did the opposite of helping you move. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you wanted me to stay in that old that old crappy place. But <laughs> you know, just general malice. Yeah, malice is good. Yeah, I'm full of malice and rage. Also, general loathing and uh, other bad things. <laughs> Farts. This is you are full of that. Uh, this is. <laughs> This is why you need to play video games so yes. we don't talk about like, this. Like you did recently, because you, you've been playing. That's a good seg- segue. Segway right? ahoy! <laughs> segway ho! Segway. I am a segway ho. <laughs> you are. I, I stand out on the corner <laughs> pimping for segways. Any 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 terrible segue that comes my way, I go, hey sailor, want to come home with me? Sorry, that just broke me. Oh, God. All <laughs> right. Sleep deprived. So, what, what games have you been playing, segway ho? Um, you know what? I haven't. I have played a few games. I've gotten a few games and I've actually done some stuff in my life. Cool. So I've done all of those things. There haven't been as much game playing as there has been so much game buying. Mm. So the game playing I've been doing is basically uh, Super Mario Maker. Okay, yep. That's that's a game. It's a that's great a heck of a game. game. I... <laughs> Tony Tiger. <laughs> that game's great. <laughs> Here Sorry. we go. I keep interrupting you. Let's just... No, Mario, no. Mario Maker. No, the Mario Maker. So, <clears throat> I love Mario Maker. It is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. However, I've noticed that the I need space between each time I play it. Now, the reason I need my space is because uh, I like doing the uh, 100 uh, Mario challenge. Yeah. You don't do easy. You kind of do... I'll do expert... And I'll also do normal. I usually do normal mm-hmm. because expert can have these 
really, really difficult courses, and I like a challenge, but I don't want to have to find the hidden block and then die and die and die until I figure yeah. out the way to go. It's like not how I really want to spend like the hour before dinner. Yeah, kind of thing, you know? I mean, I like platforming, but I what I don't like is like a game that kind of screws yeah, you. Yeah, like, I mean, like you, know... you don't want to do that sixteen times in a row. If you want to yeah. focus on one of those levels, that's all right. But you kind of want to finish like all sixteen levels, or I think in that it's twenty levels. So mm. basically, I've been pr- mostly doing normal, but I keep what I mostly do is skip levels because I. And if you are a Mario maker out there, please stop using the uh, new. Super Mario Brothers template mm-hmm. because or the the Wii U version because mm-hmm. it's not fun, right? Is it does it play differently or is it just visually not fun? Like what's the what's both? The, what's the like issue? I don't know. Like I mean, I I admit that I'm more of a classic Mario player, mm-hmm. but there's just something like every time it's a new uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii U level, I just go oh because. That usually denotes that it's one of the templates that you get early on in the game. So it's someone who's bought the game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. and uploaded something, and they're usually not that clever. Mm-hmm. And I really like the Super Mario World levels, because that's the last thing you unlock, and they are the ones that have more thought put into them. So you're, so saying, skip, you're saying you don't skip, like noobs, skip, skip, these skip, damn skip. noobs with their... Yeah, with it's the... not even noobs, it's just like, <laughs> it's I don't know, it's just kind of not my style. Yeah, okay. The visual style... Uh, um, I'll play most of the other ones. Mm. Uh, I'll even skip a lot of... Uh, Super Mario Brothers 1 sort of ones as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. 3. So 3 is kind of your, your thing or World? World. World, World is your, definitely... That's your jam? That is my jam. Mm. And what I will always play are the event courses that come up. Okay. So, you know, uh, Game Center CX? Yeah. Uh, the uh, Arino, the and Japanese that's, guy? That's a great show. It is. And they had an event course. He he made a few courses for that. And if you complete those courses, you get the little... You get the Arino costume. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So ah. it, all of these event courses are more kind of professionally made. You know that there's more of a quality to them. Some are very, very easy. Like the Pokemon levels are very easy. Okay. And some of them are made by like Famitsu, mm. the, uh, the uh, Japanese game reviewing magazine. Right, right. And if there's a new event, some of them are very easy. But some of them, like the packs... Uh, the last PAX event one was actually a lot more challenging. Okay. So that was a bit fun. But you know, there's a certain quality that Nintendo would allow through to be an event page, mm. like an event course sort of thing. And you, you get something at the end of it too. Okay. So I am putting a little bit of space in between me and Mario Maker just because I'm just, you know, I don't want to spend all my time skipping level after level after level. Mm. Um, That's, you know... You say you're enjoying it, but skipping most of the levels sounds like there's a there, problem there, out there. Yeah, there is a problem. Like You really need to be able to choose levels or follow certain people, and I just haven't looked into it that deeply because okay. it's very much an on and off sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas I got uh, Toad's Treasure Tracker. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, you may remember this from uh, Super Mario World. There are bonus levels where you're Toad, you can't jump, and you need to rotate the world and move Toad within that world to get the star at the end. Yeah. And they kind of come in kind of cube formations. It's kind of a puzzly thing. Yeah, it is very much a puzzle platformer. Yeah. Uh, now, I haven't been playing that because my wife has. <laughs> she's basically finished it and uh, she's still playing it. Like, she's mm. doing kind of a completionist thing at the moment and she's really enjoyed that and I've enjoyed watching her play it. Cool. But I every mean, time I... I try and grab the controller off her, yeah. it's big smacks for you. It's, so... it's, it's the double-edged sword. I mean, I really love when my, my wife gets into games yeah. because... Like, I mean, she's, she, I would call her a gamer, but she has very, like, particular tastes. Um, I think my tastes are more broad. So when she finds a game she loves, like, you know, I, I kind of lose her 
to the game, which is great because I'm like, cool, she's enjoying gaming, and this is this is fantastic. You know, mm. I'm very supportive. But some part of me is like, oh, I'd like to have the controller back now. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think yeah. my wife's Japanese, so there's, there's kind of a... It's a bit of a stereotype, but she just grew up with games. Yeah. You know? So there's like... There was no question as to her gaming um, credentials, really. She's much better at all games than I am. I think it's kind much. of stupid how people think. Still think that, yeah, oh, you're I a girl do. and you like games? That's weird. Ugh. It just like, never occurred to me to think of people in that context, yeah. you know, male or female, to be honest. Apparently the majority of people who buy games are, are female. Yeah, so makes sense. I don't... Yeah, we need to move on. Let's just call people gamers, you know? I don't even call myself a gamer. I, like, I don't really like the word gamer either. Just human being that happens to like video games yeah, is probably I mean, the better... Because people... Often people... Not always, but there are a lot of people out there who will say, I am a gamer, and that's the only identifier they have for themselves. Yeah, they, they don't have any sort of... Other they don't interests. have other interests and like we yeah. both do a lot of other stuff in our lives yeah, it's yeah. not we don't just get home and play games and then if someone goes oh I'm not sure about you know this gaming culture thing like they will attack them endlessly on yeah. on Twitter or Facebook or whatever before they you know even look into the comments that these people made under what context yeah yeah I, I, it's good to have other stuff going on in your life hmm. you know and you know it's look, not I'm, my whole identity I'm not about to give people life advice because I'm probably the worst person <laughs> to do that but in general, if all you've got going for you right now, if the only thing you have that you that is your hobby or your your the thing that you do is video games, you might want to like st- open the door and step out into the world and you know do something else. Like go go check out, go on a holiday, go mm. exploring, go for a walk. So go Rob to the and I theater, have got the to museum, this, you know this point in our lives mm. where we wish we had more time to play video games and before. We didn't even have enough time to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I have even less time now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, look, there are... Speaking of the theatre... Yeah, yeah. You've been, a, you've been to the theatre recently. Yeah, I did. You? So, one of my... One of the things I really wanted to do after I came back from Japan, mm. when I came back to my hometown of Canberra, is that I actually wanted to go to a lot more live comedy and theatre events mm. that were going on. Because... Um, I, I do like live performances, especially live comedy performances. You and I did theatre sports in, in university a bit. That's right, yeah. And yeah. I kind of, you know, as much as I like doing that sort of stuff, I also like watching it as well. Mm. And a perfect opportunity came up uh, fairly recently when uh, Eric Idle and John Cleese... Of Monty Python fame. Yeah, Mon- yes, that's right. Uh, the Our American, <laughs> American listeners, it's always so cute. They always say Monty Python. Monty Python. Python. We we just say Python, and they say Python as well. Yeah. But they always like the Americans always say Python, and I don't know. There's something so cute about that. <laughs> I just find it adorable because they have to pronounce every single word and every single <laughs> syllable of every single word. <laughs> there's your there's your um. Oh look, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. That was not my best effort. Okay. Yeah. We'll need to practice. Oh, we but, will. I have been. Basically, look, these guys. I th- I'm not about to say that they're about to kick the bucket and um. And you know, gone to meet thy maker, but they're getting on in age. Mm. Do they look? Do they, look, I'm going to say something unkind. Yeah. Did they look decrepit? <laughs> no, not they're not quite at that stage yet, but they are looking older. Okay. And look, Eric Idle and John Cleese are pretty much most people's favorite combo. Yeah, I mean, damn, because, these guys are like comedy heroes yeah, of mine. Because Cleese didn't just do Monty Python; he did all you know. He did Faulty Towers yeah. after that, and yeah, he was. What was, was that show? How to annoy people? That was hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. How to be annoying or something? I can't remember. I have to look that up. But uh, that was great. Um, and he was also in uh, Dangerous Animal, Dangerous Creatures. I think it was called. Um, yes. And 
Yeah, did a whole bunch of movies as well. Like you know, some great, some great. A fish stuff. called Wanda. Yeah, I mean, yep. a lot of the other pythons were in that as well. But uh, he was he was often also the, you know he was the funny man. Mm. So to be able to see him live, and Eric Idle, who did a lot of the songs from Monty Python, especially in the movies, mm. those were fantastic and. They pretty much brought out a lot of the best stuff, but my favourite part of this, and there's, there's a really good part and a really bad part. Okay, this. so let's let's start with the, the good, good part, yeah, the and good then part. we'll end on the negative because that's always fun. So the good part <clears throat> was that um, it was kind of a sit-down show. They did a couple of skits that they hadn't recorded before, which were from some of their earlier works. Okay. But the reason that these skits came up is because they were talking about their history, how they got in, how they got to know each other, right. the first television shows they did, mm. you know, the the university reviews they did at Cambridge. And I find this fascinating because I'm a bit of a, his, a comedy history buff. Yeah, I love that trivia. I love that sort of like media trivia. And, you know, and yeah. they knew uh, Tim Brooke Taylor and Bill Oddie and Graham Garden. Huh. You know, they knew the goodies and they worked with them oh, a lot in the early the age. I love the goodies. I love the goodies as well. I don't and know whether I want to go back and watch the goodies now, but I, I love the goodies. It, the, there are some select episodes of the goodies, especially one called Scout Rageous, where, <laughs> where basically... Um, there's like the scout finder general and if you're a scout like you get sent up the creek it's, it's really it's really good uh, I go off topic sorry but the, the history there was just fascinating because it was just the both of them giving their own version of history mm. and I was fascinated by it and then they did some of the skits from their early stuff and okay. that was really good as well cool um, there was a sing-along with uh, Eric Idle uh, of course he did um, the galaxy song mm-hmm. and of course he did uh, always look on the bright side of life yeah so great and so uh, the um, the the philosophy song as well, oh, the yeah. Australian philosophy song. If you don't know any what any of these are, look them up. You'll know what they are on, on YouTube. Yes, they're all there. Now, here's the worst part. Okay, so let's get negative. Let's get negative. <laughs> now, this ties into something which you and I, I, me in particular, have a bit of a beef with. Yep, sure. Uh, especially when we get into the housing market. Yes, and that little beef is something called baby boomers. <laughs> Now let's let's not beat around the bush. You and I can quote The Simpsons, yeah, pretty sure. much the first ten seasons verbatim. Yeah, yeah, we we can do that. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, for the baby boomers. Yes, Monty Python is like The Simpsons for baby boomers, isn't it? We they can quote it. Yeah, and not only that, uh, and because we know Monty Python through our elders, yes, like through our parents, we were introduced to it through yeah. our fathers. Generally speaking, yep, that, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. You know, yeah. old LPs and stuff. Yep, yep. And the woman sitting next to me was just quoting every line along with them, and oh it's like I didn't come God. here to listen to you and and oh, John Cleese and Eric Idle. I came here to listen to Eric Idle and John Cleese, not you. That's the worst. And you know what? She was like, <laughs> oh, that makes me. Oh, makes she was one mad. of those people who was like, she was hanging on every word and going, oh, yeah. Oh yes, they mentioned the name I knew, and like oh, I was like, going, oh yeah, fascinating. He, he, you know, these guys knew Bill Oddie. She's like, oh Bill Oddie, yeah. Yeah, she was like, was she like totally hype? Was she? She was so hype that she was one of those people, <laughs> like you know, in kids in school assemblies, yeah. like when there's a, a song, they start clapping along, oh, and you just no. go, I just want to listen to the song that's being sung. Look, you're not look talented at clapping. Let me just put this out there. If if you vote for me as prime president of Australia and I am elected. <laughs> I promise you that I will put all the people who clap along to songs on a boat 
take it out to the sea, and instead of sinking it, hit it with several Tomahawk missiles until they all burn to death. <laughs> because people who clap along to things deserve nothing better than a fiery grave. Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Should I vote for Rob? I do like his uh, baby boomer killing policy. I don't like his AC killing policy. <laughs> I'm not saying all baby boomers. I'm just I saying... I, that, that's my... Look, that's I don't the... care if you're a millennial. If you clap along to songs, you deserve death. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing that the clapping issue has set Rob off. I, I feel very strongly about this. It was it was quite annoying. The person yeah. next to me was quite annoying, but it was so worth seeing two of the best pythons. Mm. Uh, just seeing them live, seeing, hearing their history. Now, I gotta say, lastly, the last thing I'll say about this is that they did not do the parrot sketch. Thank God. Yeah, I'm glad. that That's classy. However, yeah. you did hear the genus of the parrot sketch. Okay. Like how the parrot sketch kind of came about, the original uh, sort of story. I'm glad and they that did was that. good. Yeah. I love the parrot sketch, but they don't do it as well as they used to. They have to yeah. yell. Sometimes they forget their lines and say, line from the audience. Yeah. And the, every baby boomer goes, oh, it's this line here. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, some people are disappointed by that. Mm. I was fine because I got to hear some of the history behind that joke. You know, if you have a look, the parrot sketch to me is the most overdone overhyped sketch there's so many good sketches from Monty Python and Parrot Sketch is just one of them and I think it is the best sketch but I think it is if you if you don't know what the Parrot Sketch is then really see, really really Seri- go really and, go just go to YouTube down. Yeah. but um yeah I, I think I'm, I'm glad they didn't do the Parrot Sketch because I think that shows a level of awareness mm. of like how prevalent that sketch is and how over it a lot of people are and like there's a lot of there's a lot of funnier sketches and there's some obscure sketches that aren't popular that are just great and you I, know what those they're, are the ones that need to be brought to the fore. So they kind of said that they didn't <laughs> mm. they didn't um, uh, agree on a lot. Like mm. the, the the thing that unites them is that they dis- they disagree on everything but one sketch. Mm. Like they all had to choose one sketch, uh, and the only one that they could agree on was the fish slapping sketch. Yes, and yes, the, and John Cleese says. What's really going to be funny about this is that in 20 years' time after we're gone, people are going to have to write... Media students are going to have to write essays about why this joke was relevant. And it's not. It was just slapping people with fishes. <laughs> it's, it's pure absurdist humor. It is. And, it is. Uh, it's just Dada-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So that was that was well worth it. Mm. Um, cool. Very, very happy to, to see those guys while they were alive and, uh, and animated. Yeah, and you know, it may well be the last time. baby boomers. Oh, yes. My dad visited. Ah, the old father Yoshi. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the old fart. Like, that's keeping with the, the tone of this episode. <laughs> Big Daddy Yoshi. Uh, his name isn't Yoshimura, of course. His na- My maiden name is Campbell. So he's, he is, of course, Big, Big Daddy Campbell. Big Papa C. <laughs> Big Papa C. I'm totally going to tell him that. He's actually in South Africa at the moment with his wife. Big Papa C in South Africa. <laughs> Jamming it up. I'm going to gag you in a minute, but you might like that. So he came over. He usually stays with my brother because we don't have a bed. Mm. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we we had a fold down couch and we were able to accommodate him for one night despite his complaining. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I turned the arcade on. You what? Oh, really? Yeah. You, you made him play arcade games. <laughs> well, I put a few drinks into him first. Let me, let me <laughs> look at him up real good. Yeah. So it was actually quite funny. Oh no! So that's probably the right state to be in. Yeah. Like highly suggestible. <laughs> so I, just, I had to I had to roofie my own dad's drink, so he was susceptible to suggestion to play video oh games. He just worked my, on it. I feel so violated. 
I played Golden Axe. <laughs> so I made him play. Uh, some of this was recorded. Um, no way. Be, uh, but on a cell phone camera, and it didn't come out so good. Okay. So I, I'm, I can't really. No. I can't really put it up. It's, it's just, even by the low standards of Game Life Balance Australia, we're not going to upload yeah. that video. Yeah. But it's. Uh, it was. It was pretty funny. I just wish I had professionally recorded it because Dad was just on fire about going. How do I do this? What do I do? Why would I do that? That's just dumb. So the the <laughs> the main two games we played. The first one was the. Um, uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, really? The, the beat 'em up. So oh, wow. We played that, and he yep. was just like wandering back and forth, and going, "Both of these turtles look the same." Goes, <laughs> "Why am I? Am I one of the turtles? Which guy am I?" And said, "You're the one with the orange on it." And they both look orange, no doubt. The other one's blue. Oh god. <laughs> so, so who was he? Mikey, the party dude. I think he was the party dude. I was Leonardo because you know I had to take point. <laughs> uh, we did get as far as the first boss, I think, and you know mostly thanks to me. Mm. Yep. Uh, that was he was just shaking his head by the end of that so we quit out of that <laughs> so this is on my main machine by the way my okay. main arcade I'm machine I'm dying to know what the next game you made him play was so dad actually did want to do co-op stuff okay. so we, we we put on 1942 alright okay yep that lasted all the 10 seconds because oh, he dear. was like going oh, because you don't actually play together on that game yeah okay. and he goes oh this doesn't look good I can barely see the aeroplanes and it's like well that's because you're looking the other way drinking <laughs> so he put we, we turned that one off. The last game we played, mm-hmm. Street Fighter 2. So co-op, obviously, with the Turtles wasn't going according to plans. So I said, let's, let's sort this out on the battlefield. That's right. Let's, let's juke this out. Mano e mano. Let's go out. That's right. I think, oh, I think he may have been E. Honda and I was, um, uh, I was the Russian guy. Um, Zangief. Zangief. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Russian guy. <laughs> that should be his real name. Sorry, it's, I, because I know the Japanese version as well, it gets really confusing in my head sometimes. Sure. Uh, just, that, that's and th- fine. They're not even one of the ones that get confusing. It's just like the, the whole character thing. Just, Mr. Russia. Yeah, Mr. Versus Russia. Versus the other guy. Yeah, fat guy from Japan. <laughs> so Fat Asian guy. I was trying to help Dad with his controls, and he was being sneaky because he just kept hitting the same button over and And he killed me. Ha! <laughs> And I was trying to help him. I was like, no, no, you hit that button like oh, this. Oh, no, he did the E-Honda mashing the... I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, know, I, think, yep. I think he did that by accident once. You know, it, And I didn't even know which character he was. For someone who's never played Street Fighter before, he probably picked the right character. Yeah, because, I think so. Yeah, you can just mash uh, the uh, you know light punch with E-Honda and, and win. Yeah. That is, a, that is a legitimate strategy. So that was, a, that was a bit of fun. I don't think he hated it. I just... He, his comments made me want that I was doing a professional record of him. Yeah, and yeah. all the time it's like, oh, no, don't record me. I think he's a lot better off camera. If I put a camera in front of him and like put lighting up, he'd be quite shy, I think. Yeah, yeah. You need to, like, you need to stealth record it. Mm. You need to basically like like violate his... his... Wait, this sounds bad. <laughs> Especially after I roofied him. <laughs> First get him drunk, <laughs> then violate his privacy. <laughs> By secretly recording... Oh, oh God. <laughs> This podcast is the worst. It is the worst. You know how every every episode we hit, we hit this low where I realise how bad this is. And I hit, this is the point. See, the problem is that we keep taunting each other like this. It's like I <laughs> I just make something vaguely bad, like wrong suggestively. Then Rob takes it the next step further. All right, so, look, no, no. I, I did not roofie my dad. We just put him in front of the arcade machine while he'd had a couple of drinks in him. And we had a bit of fun. Cool. And he didn't mind it, but it's not his thing. Man, it sounds like you've been up to a lot. Yeah. Um. The other the only other thing I've been really been doing is I got a, my hands on a few games mm-hmm. um, I got 
and a new TV. I got a smart TV. Yeah. An LG that it's very crisp, but mm. not the perfect gaming TV. There is that slight delay there. Okay, yeah. It's just a little not, bit of input lag. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Hmm. And on the Retron, it's really noticeable. On the Wii U, not so noticeable. Yeah, see, that's why I'm keen to get a Sony, because I know that the Sony TV is generally quite good on the input lag. Well, yeah, ours yeah. is only 100 hertz. What you'd want is is 200 hertz, maybe mm. 250 hertz. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like the top of the range. But we can't afford top of the range and smart and big. And we kind of got... Mm. It was kind of 50-inch, so not massive. I'm still jelly. Like, I mean, mm. I've got like a... Th- I'm going to say like a 36 inch TV which it just seems like like it's basically like a postage stamp as far as I'm concerned yeah you need to be kind of very close to your and yours is good though yours it's looks a, like a it's Sony a, it's a great TV but it's not a big one yeah you know so and now that I'm not living in a shoebox um, well I'm soon to be not living in a shoebox I'm, I'm really going to feel it so I'll probably be throwing down for a new TV sometime soon so I got uh, yeah. I got some GameCube games like a whole bunch for 20 bucks like 6 games Spider-Man uh, Rogue Squadron 2 which is not a bad game and yeah. uh, Luigi's Mansion cool that's a good game that's a, that's a fun game mm. um, I hate Luigi actually <laughs> I just really really hate the character but you know first party Nintendo games for a new console usually pretty solid maybe so. this game will turn you around no it won't that's where he's like his whole <laughs> Frady Cat thing kind of came from but I think the mechanics of that game are pretty fun so. yeah yeah. other than that I got Jet Set Radio cool for uh, Dreamcast that's a classic I haven't played it yet uh, but I got it very cheap mm. and the, the case was in terrible condition so I just swapped the case out but mm-hmm. the um, you know I'm really looking forward to giving that a red hot go because I've, I've played it before and mm. I just I, I love the idea of that game yes it's a very it's a very um, early 2000s kind of a game it's got it's got that it's got that you know dreamcast shine it's like let's, it. <laughs> let's get frosted tips and wear wraparound sunglasses and graffiti things you know, I, like. I did actually have frosted tips at one stage <laughs> of course you did it was the early 2000s everyone had it yeah. right so that's what's yeah. been going on in my life and I believe you have a quiz for me that's right let's move on to the quiz segment <laughs> So usually Rob lets me know what the quiz is beforehand, and I don't mean like the questions or anything, he just lets me know what the name of the quiz is. Or the theme or whatever. Or how to play it. He hasn't given me any of that information this time. Yeah, but don't worry, I'm not going to surprise you. This is an old favourite from our previous run of the Game Life Balance podcast. An oldie but a goodie, okay. Yep, so I thought for our new listeners we'd, uh, we'd go back to the classics. So this is a quiz that I like to call Simpsons or SimCity. Ah, so, okay, so obviously, which one came first? The yep. Simpsons or SimCity? Yes. I have to guess which of these yeah. two cultural touchstones came first. That's right. So one of these things will be a video game, mm-hmm. and one will be a significant historical or cultural event. And so, for example, if I asked you which came first, Simpsons or SimCity, the correct answer would be SimCity, which was released in February 1989, whereas The Simpsons came out... In December 1989. And I remember we had an argument about this when we first did it because that was the first full episode, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, whereas it was on the Tracy Ullman show before then. Yes, that's right. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> there are some nuances to this. Yeah. And you can potentially argue that I maybe phrased the question wrongly and I'll, I'll generally... <laughs> I just like to bring that up every time. Yes. All right, all right, let's go. So let's, let's start yep. a new round of Simpsons or SimCity. All right, question one. Which came first? Mm-hmm. Conquer's Bad Fur Day okay. or President Clinton's Impeachment. Oh, Geez, they're, um, they're kind of close. They're probably related somehow. <laughs> I shouldn't mention, I tried to make these sort of tangentially related. Uh, the, um, I'm going to say Impeachment came first. You're right. Actually, three years earlier. Clinton's Impeachment, 19 December 1998. Mm-hmm. 
Conquer came out on the 5th of March, 2001. Yeah, you see... The it was very late in this N64 Yeah, cycle. it was very, very yeah. late. I remember that. Mm. That's why it's kind of a little rarer. And, you know, I mean, I was not a fan of Conkers at the time. You know, it made me laugh a little it. bit. But yeah, it was, I was just over it It's time. not a very fun game, though. No. The humour is sort of dated. Yeah. I don't know if it's very good, really. But some people like it. If you do, that's cool. Lots of saving pri- Private Ryan jokes and, and, the, and the like. Yeah, it's a bit bad taste, but whatever. I mean, we're the, we're the most bad taste, so yeah. we can't really talk. Alright, question number two. Which came first? The classic John Woo film Face Off or Metal Gear Solid? That's the PlayStation uh, 1. Metal Gear, Metal Solid, Gear Solid, I think. No. Really? Face, Off, Face Off, June 97. Metal Gear Solid, December 1999 in Japan. Alright, question number three. Which came first? Breakout. That's the classic arcade game Breakout. Yep. Or Benedict Cumberbatch. Which came first, Breakout or Benedict? I'm not really. I'm not. A, I'm not a Cumberbatch. So, I mean, I I like the guy's acting efforts, but I just I just don't know that much about him. Which I know graced more... the planet first? <laughs> I'm gonna say Breakout. You know what? You're yeah. right, but only by a few months. Yeah, really. Breakout, April '76. Cumberbatch, July '76. Once again, I don't know. Uh, related. Mm. I mean, I'm guessing there's a relation there. I have no idea why they're, they're they both have. Them. They both start with B. Yep. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Alliteration. These are all vaguely related, either because they rhyme. <laughs> Or because they have similar in theme. Yeah, okay. I tried to make this better and failed. But all right, moving no, on. No, no, I, I like it. All right, question number four. Yep. Which came first? The Family Guy or Goldeneye? Oh. Oh, jeez. That's... Uh, I'm mm. going to say Goldeneye. You know what? You're right. Two years earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Goldeneye 97, Family Guy, January 99. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. You're doing well here. Three, yeah, three yeah. questions correct. I, I know more. I seem to know more about video games than I do about television shows, which mm. is surprising even me. Okay, this is this is potentially where the uh, the rhyming gets quite bad. Which came first, Missile Command? Yep. Or Paul Simon's Graceland? You're fired. <laughs> That's my answer to that question. Uh, Paul Simon's Graceland. You know what? You're wrong. Missile Command, 1980, but Graceland was 1986. Really? 86? Yeah. yeah, quite late in the 80s. Yeah. Man, I remember that. I yeah. swear, to, I just know that I knew he heard that song before. You would think it would be like 1981 or something, because it's so quintessentially 80s. Yeah. But, That's yeah. Okay, you know, you, 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 you get that point. And I get, I get, but I also lose six points for that terrible, <laughs> terrible rhyming. If I lose this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strip points off you for that. So this really has no relationship at all. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, which came first, New Super Mario Brothers for the DS or the Obama presidency? Which came first, President Obama, as in when he got to become the president uh, I'm going to say or New Super Mario Brothers New Super Mario Brothers you're right yes three years earlier yes, yes. I, just, I happen to know that I was in Japan at the time when it came yeah. out so it was a big thing over there mm. that you could not escape Big Mario like yeah. uh, you know like <laughs> massive sized DS Mario he will chase you down and crush all blocks in his path yep cool so I nightmares about that. you're doing really well here which is good alright so question number seven okay God, I, you know what I can't hate myself okay I hate you too, it's all good. Which came first, Baywatch Nights or Nights into Dreams? 
Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to explain something to me. I, I know what Baywatch is. What's Baywatch what Nights? The friggin' hell is Baywatch Nights? <laughs> is it? Is it a... Com- Please tell me it is a combination between Baywatch and Knight Rider. No, no. Damn. It's... it's it's That would be good. That would be awesome. This was a, I'd watch that. This was a two-season spin-off from Baywatch where uh, the cop, the, the lady cop character... No, it was a lady. No, it was a, no, it was a male cop. The, the, the cop character in, in Baywatch yeah. teams up with David Hasselhoff's character, Mitch, <laughs> to solve crimes at night. You know, it's, it's a seedy crime show. Seedy? <laughs> I didn't think you could get much yeah. seedy in Hawaii Baywatch, with, so... with murder and things. I was in Hawaii. And it, it did very badly. Um, um, okay, so was it, I didn't even know there was a spin yeah, off Baywatch Nights. Baywatch Nights. Nights into Dreams? Uh, you know what? You're wrong. Unfortunately, well, Baywatch Nights was a little earlier. Okay. Ninety five. Ba- Nights in the Dreams was ninety six. So uh, yes, close but no cigar there. And uh, if you if you want to check out Baywatch Nights, don't. <laughs> I'm not going to. All right, moving on. Yep. Question number eight. Which came first, the game of laser tag, or the video game Asteroids? Oh. That's it. That is laser tag played for fun. By children or adults who I'm want to say asteroids. Hmm. You I'm, know what? I'm wrong. You are correct. No, no. In fact, you're wrong. No. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek. The Star Trek electronic phaser set was released in July 1979. Yeah. And asteroids came out in November 79. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah. Then. Laser tag just I, I, just beating. Okay, so it's it's for all now. Mm-hmm. This is getting getting hairy. It's heating up. Alright, I, I like this one. Okay. Which came first? Tupac or Pac-Man? <laughs> Tupac? Oh, no. Oh, Pac-Man. I, I, I'm going to say Tupac. Yes, 71. Very, very... Um, yeah. he, he very much came earlier than Pac-Man. So, Pac-Man I'm a lot more familiar with well than, done, than sir. Tupac. So it's 5-4. to four. Okay. So your chance to even the score or for me to win. Now this one, I'm going to say, I'm going to pitch this to you. Okay. This could be an alternate name for this quiz. Okay. So, so think, this... keep, keep that in mind. Okay. All right. This is potentially a better name than Simpsons or Simpsons. I'm City. excited. I am so excited, Rob. Well, hold on to your butt. I'm holding on to your butt, too. Which came first, Pope John Paul or Pitfall? <laughs> Okay, that's Pope John Paul II. Okay, thank you. We we, we needed to clarify that. Now it doesn't rhyme if I say the second. <laughs> okay, I think I found a flaw in your plan already. <laughs> Number one. Number two. I'm assuming. I'm just assuming this is when he became became pope. the pope. Yes. Not not when he was born because that would have been like you know 1800. When he regenerated into that version of the pope. <laughs> You're saying he's like Dracula from Castlevania. No, I'm saying he's like Doctor Who. <laughs> Oh, what was the question again? Which came first? Okay, I got John Paul II. What was the other thing? Pitfall. Pitfall. Oh, uh, John Paul II came first. Yes. Uh, 78. Yep. And uh, Pitfall, Pitfall was... 82. 82, yep. There you go. So you've Activision's won. classic There you game. go. There we go. So... I, what I'm hearing from you is maybe don't rename this quiz. I am quite confident that uh, Simpsons and SimCity is the correct name is, for this is, quiz. Is the better name? <laughs> You trying to sneak religious iconography onto this show. You'll never stop. I'm always trying to push my crazy pro-Pope John Paul II agenda. <laughs> I just like... I'm sorry. I just like the regeneration joke I threw in there. Because oh, obviously man. that guy was already 100 years old when he became the Pope. He was a million years old. 
when you can. Oh, it's magnificent. Yep. Okay, and uh, now let's let's uh, top off the show. Yeah, with... we had some. We had a question. A, a, a uh, listener question. We actually got questions. That's we incredible. Did. We did. Yeah, believe it or not, people actually listen to this show. I don't believe it. And some. Yeah. I don't even listen to this show. <laughs> I had to proof check this show before the last one went up. Some people listen to it, and some of them are actually enthusiastic enough to, to write in questions. I send them ecstasy in the mail. No, I shouldn't say that. That's actually <laughs> I send drugs through the mail. I don't do that. And uh, this question came in from Kaminari Kid from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's someone I, th- I think that Andrew knows personally. Oh, that's Rai Rai. Uh, that's his new nickname, by the way. Your nickname is now Rai Rai. Because he's very uh, cute. Rai Rai Kun. The question is, uh, what are your guys' views on parenting and gaming? What rules, if any? Well, I think what he means I'm is not... sort of when do you let kids play games or yeah, that no. sort of thing. So I'm not a parent. Yes. So I'll answer this first. Okay. Uh, and you're a very young parent, so it hasn't come up for you yet. Yeah. My parents' version of this was... You'll turn that damn system off when I tell you to turn it off. No mm. pausing, no, you know, no matter how far you got in the game, it doesn't matter. Go do your homework. But how are you supposed to beat Alex Kid in Miracle World if you can't pause it after Stonehead? <laughs> I mean, one of the true, nothing true has ever been said by anyone ever. Yeah. Um, look, if I was a parent, of course, you're going to have to make allowances for this in the real world now mm. because gaming is so much more prevalent than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, look, if everything's done, knock yourself out. So long as there's a healthy mix, there's got to be a healthy balance in there. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, if you're going to be there in front of the computer all day, every day, then and that is all you ever do, mm. then that's not good. Yeah. But if you if you if that is a big hobby of yours mm-hmm. and you want to, and everything else is healthy, you've got friends, you've got interests outside of gaming, then I say yeah, sure. You know, if you like doing it that much, go for it. Yeah, that reminds what we said earlier about um, having other stuff going on in your life ex- other than gaming. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a very level-headed approach. So, yeah, I, I would sort of agree. I think um, this is called game life balance for a reason. Yeah, like as much as we would love to play video games all the time, we can't and we won't. I think realistically, that would probably make us a bit miserable. We need we need more games in our life, probably, but not all games. Yeah, you know, I don't want to make the balance. It's more not all. Ninety-nine percent games, one percent life. That would be tragic. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I'm going to... So, I'm not going to reiterate what you've said. I'm going to approach the question in a different way, which yeah. is, when's the right time... <clears throat> pardon me. When's the right time to let your kid play, like, a violent video game or a video game that has, sort of, adult content or something like that? I remember the hysteria around Doom, for example, when we were kids. I played that as a 12-year-old, <clears throat> and I loved it. And you're not warped. Well, you are, but not... <laughs> not because of that game. Not any more than the average geeky guy, yeah. and, you know... Uh, Look, so if my daughter wants to play a violent game and she's 11 or 12, I'd probably say, you know what, yeah, but don't tell your mum. But If it's an M game, I think that's fine. Depends. I mean, if, if it's an R-rated game... Look, I don't necessarily want to, you know, because bang, like, banging out with, with video game characters. You like, can't stop a 12-year-old from doing something like that. You can stop yeah. a 10-year-old, maybe an 11-year-old, but stop a, a 12-year-old from going out there and playing Doom. Because if she... If she's going to go over to their friend's house and play it. Yeah, like, if, if, she's, if she can't play The Witcher six or whatever at home she'll go play at a friend's house yeah. sort of thing so you know yeah I'd probably err on the side of leniency only because I remember how frustrating it was as a kid when my parents would say oh you can't watch this of course you know we don't have kids this age um, yeah. you will at one stage and then we'll you know and then your attitude might change or the games might be so different they I might mean, be in virtual reality all the time it kind of depends like a yeah. game like Grand Theft Auto I might be like you know what maybe wait a couple of years but if it's just <laughs> something where you stab people in the neck like that's probably alright you know like <laughs> stabbing fine by like, Rob like Shadow of Mordor that's MA yeah but like 
just just killing orcs. I mean, orcs suck. I mean, no one no one's out there. To, who's who out there is upset at me slaughtering orcs? No one. No one is out there defending orcs. <laughs> you know why? Because they're the detestable creatures. But and you know, but not only that, but they're completely fictional. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. It's, you're not yeah. stabbing a realistic guy in the neck. Yeah, you know. So if it was like, yeah, like I said, if it was like a murder simulator kind of a thing, you know, maybe I have some issues, but. If she just wants to play something with a bit of blood and guts and she's, you know, of the age where she understands that this is adult content and... Maybe if you if you let him do it, like, as a secret special treat. Yeah. You know, I'll let you play this for about ten minutes. You just know what? don't tell anybody else. I say all of this, but the reality is that if my wife wasn't cool, that I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> the answer is probably I'd ask my wife and we'd figure it out, you know. Cool. Yeah. All right, so that's... Thanks for that question, uh, now, Kaminari Kid. Uh, thanks, Rai Rai. Rai Rai Kun. That's your new nickname, Rai Rai Kun. It's very cute. So we would normally wrap up the podcast at this point, but we had a special request from our friends at the Game Life Balance US I'm going to call it the US office. Yes. I, I don't know, because it sounds like we're professional and everything. <laughs> our sister show, the US office. Yeah, so uh, Cody Goff from the Game Life Balance US podcast did what I would call an extraordinarily questionable Australian accent <laughs> I in the know. most recent episode of Game Life Balance US. Uh, he can do like maybe two words, but if he has to do anything more than that, it, it goes cockney. And it, <laughs> he keeps saying governor all the yeah, time. And it's, it's like, we don't, like, of course he knows we don't say that. Look, but he I will can only say, maintain it for two words. I will say it made me crack up. I, I, I was literally like in tears laughing at, at that accent. So well done. <laughs> but <laughs> You got the comedic effect out of it. But you know, yeah. He said... What you know? The, he said he wanted us to do an American it, accent, and we ha- it had to sound American, right? So we had to mention guns. I think was one of the provisos. He requested a stereotypical American accent from Australians. So uh, yeah, let's let's give that a go, shall we? So okay. uh, do you want me to kick it off? You, you you can kick it off. Yep. All right. Hey Andrew. Uh, last week I went to the doctor to uh, have a health check. He said I was morbidly obese, so I shot him in the face with my double barrel shotgun. Then I went out and stuffed my gut with hamburgers and hot dogs. Delicious. Now, now I just m- might add a rider to your comment there, Rob. Now, I'm just not convinced that that is the right way that Americans should be living. All right? It's got to be clean living. It's got to be healthy living. And it's got to be gun-free living. Are you I- saying guns should be, should be free for everyone? I, I support that 100%. <laughs> That was that's all I can muster. I'm sorry. Three guns for all. You know, it started off so well. I was trying to do a, a George W. Bush impression, then it just got away from me. And then I think by the end, I was I say I, I say I say boy. It was yep. turning into Falcon Leghorn. The only thing I like more than a free gun is a completely disparate. Dis- <laughs> God. <laughs> God damn. Okay, this is just this is not this is not an impression anymore. We're just racist. <laughs> this has just turned into racist territory. We I. See, the thing is, like, I actually know American people personally, and they're some of the most wonderful people I've ever met. Oh, dear. But I, I actually think America's, like, an awesome country, but also a completely terrifying country, but also, again, an awesome country. I should mention that the key to doing an American accent, and this is, this is like, straight-up science, right? Yeah, okay. So I'm listening. I read about this on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. the source of all knowledge, the oh, font okay. of wisdom, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, basically, uh, uh, the English language... Accents for the English language are divided into what they call rhotic and non-rhotic accents. Yeah. So a rhotic accent is an accent where you pronounce the letter R when it appears at the end of a word. So like the word car, like Amer- Australians are non-rhotic. We yeah. don't we don't actually say the letter R when it, we're actually doing it wrong basically. Yeah. We don't say the letter R at the end of the word car. We go car. Car. But but get get but, in, get in the get car. In the car. Right? <laughs> but Americans actually pronounce the R. They go car. And 
Irish people do it as well. Yeah. Car, get in the car, have a shower. <laughs> you know, there's a bad Irish accent, but you get the point. I do. So the key to doing an Australian accent is to not pronounce the R's at the end of... You also need some some swear words and flipping people yes. off at the same time as well. If you can drink six beers before you do it as well, like, that helps as well. So pro tips, pro tips for Cody. <laughs> six beers. Slam six really cheap beers and then don't pronounce the R's at the end of words. And Just your, uh, make sure it's not Foster's. And don't say governor. <laughs> oh, do no. Say governor six times more than you normally would. I, I want to hear Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martins. I don't know. I think he's got too much dignity for this kind of nonsense. I, mean, well, I don't know. You know, I, th- I think he'd be fine after you put six beers into him. Just keep away <laughs> sharp objects, all right, folks? Seriously. Just, <laughs> he, he has that name for a reason. He stabs people. Oh, God. Should we read the end of show copy? All right, copy? It's, the, it's the copy. You do the copy this week. I'll do the copy. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to the Game Life Balance Australia podcast, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the US. You can follow us on Twitter. Rob is at Reboarded. That's me. AC is at ProdTally. That's me. And our official Twitter feed is at GLB Australia. Uh, if you enjoyed our show, please rate us and give us a positive review on iTunes. Yep. And uh, if you're using the podcast app Overcast, Overcast, yeah, uh, hit the recommend button because apparently that really helps to get our show up the list yeah. of, uh, of uh, you know shows on that particular app which apparently is quite popular so do that and we will be your friends forever and not at all insult you on the podcast like we just did with Cody and uh, to a lesser extent John and 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 Rai Rai Kun don't forget Rai Rai Kun we We love you Rai Rai (laughs) it's so cute I love that nickname and with that uh, we'll leave you all to it I look forward to our next episode in a couple of weeks until then check out our site for more hilarious and brilliant content by these two particular geniuses. <laughs> comedy geniuses. Accent comedy geniuses. Comic, co- both comedic geniuses and intellectual geniuses. And check out the US show as well. Yeah. Um, th- their life stuff is a little bit more comprehensive. Like, they kind of go into, like, US political primaries and how they work. And I found that fascinating. Yeah, it actually really helped really me understand yeah. what the heck is going on with American politics. Because I never really understood why they do things the way they do them and uh, yeah I feel a bit smarter now having listened to the podcast and now I feel dumber having listened to us talk (laughs) so it's all balanced out yeah that's that's the name of the game and our show alright see you next time guys see ya